0: Welcome to In The Moment Live. I am Janine Rotter. I've spent the past decade educating clients through my one-on-one personal coaching programs and online nutrition courses. My work has been published in health and fitness articles, Oxygen Magazine, and many Arizona-based media outlets. Today, I am empowering women to live their best lives in the moment. Each week, you will find me here with an exciting new guest or solo where no topic is off limits, bringing unique life experiences to the table live and in the moment. Meet with me every week for in-depth hot topic sessions where no topic is too taboo. In the moment live, we talk about health and wellness, sexuality, intimacy, and spirituality, and how they all connect together for the most powerful and meaningful life. I encourage you to join us during our live sessions and to submit your topic ideas for a chance at it being the main topic in the moment, plus the opportunity for you to be coached by me live one-on-one. This is In The Moment. Welcome to In The Moment. So glad to have you guys here tonight with me live and on the replay. Tonight's topic is very um, dear to my heart. I'm very passionate about this topic because we were all born with the natural ability and the senses that when something isn't right, we all have that connection in our body and that energy around us that we just need to tap in and we need to listen to it, right? We need to listen to what our body is telling us, what message it's sending to us. And what I, where we're going to start tonight is basically with social intuition, or what I like to say in the wild, right? We're out in public, we're at events, we're in um, social settings. And with sex trafficking being so high right now, I mean, we are really at risk. Our girls are at risk. So I want to talk to you guys about the importance of really tuning in to our intuition and our gut and really listening to what it's telling us. Um, You know, the gut feeling is when you first meet someone, right? You have that gut instinct of, wow, is this a good person? Is this a bad person? I mean, we literally have seconds that we have to say, is this person a threat or not, right? It's like when you're walking down the street, someone is coming directly at you. You see them seconds you have to say, is this person a risk, right? But so many times we literally, the gut is telling us to, go cross the street, right? Cross the street, get away from this person, whatever. But for whatever reason, we don't listen to it, right? We're afraid that we're gonna be um, judged for, you know, judging them or with, you know, racism or that we're not compassionate, we're not loving, we're not kind, it's, you know, we're putting ourselves in danger when we're saying, I'll just keep walking by, he's harmless, she's harmless. And if you watch any amount of news right now, you know, people are getting pushed into trains. They're being pushed into, um, the way of cars. They're walking by what they think is an innocent person. And they're being hit in the head with a baseball bat. I mean, if we would take a minute to take the earbuds out and pay attention to our surroundings, it could save our life literally. Right. Um, it's the fight or flight instinct. It kicks in. We don't listen to it. And like I said, we're afraid of being judged because we're unkind, but I have back probably in the early nineties, I was watching an Oprah Winfrey show and it was talking about, she was interviewing a woman that worked at Payless shoe source and it was closing time. She was pulling down that big metal gate and she, um, basically had this gentleman come to her, stop, put his hand under the gate and said, wait, please. It's only going to take me a couple of minutes. I know exactly what I want. I was in here earlier. I'll be right in and I'll be right out. Right. Every ounce of her being said, no, no, this is not good. The, The energy was bad. And she said, but for whatever reason, I was afraid that he was going to, Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly. I can't remember what she said, but she was afraid that she was going to be judged, right. For not being kind to him. So she let him in and he took her in the back and he raped her and she didn't listen to her primal instinct, right. She knew he was bad energy. She could sense it. Every ounce of her told her that, but she ignored it, right. Our animals do it. They don't care when they sense danger, they run, right? Most of the time they don't come back and investigate. Was that dangerous? No, they are gone, right? We have horses and I've seen a herd of horses just take flight because they sense something, they smell something in the air and they sense danger and one is gone and the entire herd is gone and they don't look back. And we need to listen to them, right? Our dogs, you know, if you have dogs, you know what I'm talking about. There's certain times where your dogs go nuts over certain characteristics of people over certain smells over certain looks. Right. I mean, it, it's interesting how they know, they know intuitively when something isn't right and they're not afraid to be vocal. They bark, they change their demeanor. They get aggressive. They're, you know, they the bark changes tone. Um, You know, our dogs for one will be at a gas station and they'll be perfectly fine looking out the window, you know, minding their own business. And they see that one person walk by and they lose their mind, right? They're they go nuts. The barking gets a high-pitched tone, and they're basically telling us there is something not right with this person, right? You need to investigate, or I'm gonna take care of business. So listen to them, right? They are such great teachers for us. If we can tell tap into our intuition more, it, it's, it could save our life, right? So trust your intuition. If someone or something doesn't feel right, trust it, let it guide you. And if it turns out to be nothing, that's fine. Right. But so many times you hear so frequently and so often that, especially when women are raped or something bad has happened is they knew intuitively that the situation was bad and they chose to ignore their gut instincts. Right? So that's what we're talking about tonight. Listening to your gut, listening to that intuition that we have, right? we got to get out of there. You've got to remove yourself. You've got to pay attention to your surroundings. Like I said, sex trafficking is such high right now. You know, the girls in Scottsdale right here at Walmart are, um, uh, one of these girls, she used to be be an unbowed ambassador and my son sent me her Instagram story and she was there. She knew she was being followed by two men. Every aisle she went up and down. These two men were there, nothing in their hands. She went somewhere else. They were there. Nothing in their hands. She got leery, went to the checkout. They followed her. They picked up a few items. She noticed that they had the exact same items that she had. She panicked, which was such a blessing. She called her boyfriend or her fiance. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but she called someone and said, hey, I think I'm being followed. She said it loud enough for everyone around her to hear her and for the gentleman to hear her. They immediately put the items down and walked out. So thank God she was paying attention to her surroundings, right? She wasn't chatting on the phone. She wasn't texting her friends. She was in a social or a public setting shopping. She had the intention or the the intuition, right? To check her surroundings. She noticed they were, she was being followed and she did something about it. Right. And I was talking to my daughter about it and I'm like, man, why, I wonder why she didn't go to to the security, right? I hate to say it, but we don't know if we can even trust that. I mean, if that is your last resort, I would say absolutely go to security, but we don't know who's working with who, right? We don't know um, who's behind the scenes and helping these people. So your phone is your best ally. You call someone, you know, say, I think I'm being followed. This is where my location is. And you stay there. You stay in public, you stay with people and you, you know, you, you get head smart, but if we could teach these young girls and even us women that are, you know, older, get off of your phone, pay attention to your surroundings. When you get out of the car, pay attention, right? Listen to your intuition. If something is telling you, maybe I shouldn't park here, right? There's a van, an unmarked van parked here that looks kind of suspicious, but it's the only spot other than those that are a mile away, right? Listen, do not park by the van, right? So our we're getting signals all the time. We don't listen. I'm just going to park there because it's closer, right? It's not a big deal. It's probably some van that's used for transporta- transporting. You know, I have no idea, right? So many things go through our mind within those seconds, right? The seconds that we have to say, is this a risk fight or flight, So all I'm saying is tap in, slow down and see what is coming. If it's saying this doesn't feel right, it's not right. You need to listen, right? Um, Another thing is, you know, uh, uh, hold on guys. A question just came in or a comment. I always get a numb sensation when I see someone who gives me the creeps. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, right? Our bodies give us an energy. It's different for everybody, right? I get the chills. I get complete body chills. Some people, right. You, you just get that eerie feeling that, Oh my God, this, they just don't look right. They don't smell right there. There's something about them that my energy does not like their energy and you need to listen to it. So thank you for that. Yes. I mean, you, you get a creepy sensation. Um, Yeah. So The other thing I want to talk about too is how people trust you and how they make you feel or how people treat you. I'm sorry, rather than and how they make you feel. And this can be family and friends, um, people in your inner circle, right? How do they treat you? Right. We're going to dive into this next week about setting boundaries when we know that people aren't treating us well. But I wanted to talk to that on tonight because so many times we're in these social settings and we're not being treated well, or we're at family events and someone says something to you, right? Something hurtful, um, something that just doesn't feel right, right? Maybe your stomach starts hurting, maybe your heart aches, or maybe you, your chest gets constrictive, right? It's interactions that we have with people in public, family, friends, that, that it just doesn't feel right. That again, is your intuition saying, this doesn't feel good. This, this, this is hurting my soul. Your body is telling you, right? So I I just wanted to touch on that tonight too, because so many times we think that this is um, strangers or people we don't know that our body is signaling us that something is wrong. And it could very well be something with our partners, our friends, our family, right? It, It, that just doesn't mean that all people are good, even if they're family and friends that you have to listen to your intuition. And like I said, it's your soul saying that I don't like this. I feel comfortable. I feel sad. I feel angry, right? If people are upsetting you, you need to listen and you need to listen in next week when we talk about setting those healthy boundaries. Okay. So I want to tell you that the more you tap into your intuition, the better you're going to get at it. The more, the more it's going to guide you, you know, because you're intuitive, you're listening. You're like, I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. What do you have for me? Right. So the it's, it's like practicing meditation. It's like, it's doing the work. The more you do it, the better you get. Um, Listening to your gut when it comes to what we're eating and drinking and putting in our bodies. Right. So now we're going to go into taking away the social aspect. And now we're going to go into what food and substances are doing to our body. And this is, like I said, this is my passion. This is what I've been doing for the last 15 years. And, um, it it's amazing the results that my clients have had from listening to their bodies and just tuning in. So I wanted to talk to you guys tonight about how food is energy and information, and it speaks to our genes, right? It's telling us that each bite we take each substance we put in our mouth, right? Even skincare is sending a message to every cell in our system. It's an NRDA and it's needed for communication. Um, it's how our system will respond and it depends on the fuel and the energy that it receives, right? So if you're constantly feeding it fast food and you're constantly giving it, um, drugs and alcohol or substances, it's going to be a negative side effect, right? When you have food insensitivities, or food and sensitivities and allergies, or you put toxins in your body, the message that we send is getting distorted. And in turn, it creates undesirable symptoms. And over a long period of time, these symptoms harm numerous body systems, right? It, and they lead to what we call lifestyle disease, and that's obesity, arthritis, inflammation, um, you can get allergic reactions more frequently. If you're abusing your body, asthma attacks, ADHD, um, mood disorders, PMS, skin disorders, migraines, type two diabetes, autism, right? The list goes on and on and on, uh, 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 one that they like to just label is fibromyalgia, right? They don't know what it is, but they're just going to give it a label. They slap you with a label and send you out the door. Nine times out of 10, it's what you're putting in your body or on your body. That's creating these lifestyle diseases. So what do you do, right? The best way is thank God that there is knowledge out there. And there is so much research and data that people have come up with the most amazing at-home tests, food sensitivity tests that, Give you the black and white answer. So simple. You do a blood prick. Um, some are some are more invasive. You have a phlebotomist come to your house, or you would go to the lab to have those drawn. But super simple. You um take the blood test at home. Every well is a really good food sensitivity test. And then you a new technology that's fairly new. We're talking within the last 10 years. I know they've been doing research behind it before they launched for more than that, but some really amazing minds are behind that. And that's Viome. Um, And that's the test that is analyzing your gut microbiome. And that is really new to the market. Um, It's amazing when you two do both of these tests that your results when you do side when you do them side by side the results can be very similar or they can be very different and i'm going to touch on that um but they can mimic each other or they can be really far off so every well um that discovers a food sensitivity trigger right it's with the blood test and it's testing your igg which is based on foods that have managed to find their way into your bloodstream and they're causing you an immune response right so that is a food sensitivity that test is 299 and it tests 204 foods and spices they do have one that um is 199 it's the basic test and it only will test 96 foods and spices so I always tell my clients, if you're going to go for it, go for it, right? I mean, there's nothing more frustrating than having your test result back and something comes back and it's not even listed on the list. So if you go to everywell.com, they show you what they test for. I believe there's a list of foods and substances that they test for or spices, Um, but that's a good one. There are so many out there. A quick Google search will um, definitely um, come up with a lot, but every well has been around. They're good. And I know that a lot of the biome, um, people that I'm in touch with do those, um, hand in hand. So the second one, like I mentioned is biome test. Um, it is blood and it is stool. Okay. So that one is not as pleasant to take, but it's testing the microbiome and it's analyzing what that Microbiome is doing in the gut, right? So, microbiomes are one cell organisms that live everywhere. They are in the air, they're in the water, they're in the soil, they're in the plants, they're on your desk. So, everywhere. And we are consuming those daily. So, there's good and there's bad. So, we want both, right? A lot of people think they want to eradicate all the bad, but that is not true. We need the bad and the good to have a healthy gut flora. So what biome has been really successful at doing is targeting what you have too much of and what is damaging you at that cellular level. So, um, like I mentioned earlier sensitivities and the gut microbiome are two completely different tests. Biome does not test for food sensitivities. And one of the main complaints on the um forum that i belong to with biome is that people don't understand right they don't understand that why i'm eating my superfoods that you said for me to eat but i'm getting bloated or i'm getting bad side effects so that is why um i always say do them hand in hand or start with the food sensitivity test because the food sensitivity test is going to, once you get those cleared up, right. Those are the ones that are causing a lot of the discomfort and pain primarily. Um, then you move into the gut, right? So if you've never done this before, I would definitely say you start with the food sensitivity test. If you've already done a food sensitivity test and you want to dabble in the microbiome, try it, take the, take the biome test. Um, But like I said, it's a stool and blood sample, really frustrating. Um, The first one I took was over six months ago, waited and waited and waited. It came back saying that my tests were um, not accepted and that they were sending me out a new kit. So I had to wait for the new kit, got that in and it came back really quick, which was nice. Um, But I have heard that it, you know, again, complaints on the forum is that it's taking forever to get my results, you know, so why? So like I said, it's a new Primarily new, they're working out their kinks. The information is good, right? So hang in there. They're working through the kinks. Um, I per they have several, they have three. I think they just came out with a new one, but they have three types of tests. I personally do the health intelligence test, which is 229. Um, it's supported by over 30 subscores, and then it gives you the basic gut intelligence um, test. that's 149. It has 20 plus gut health scores. What I love about Viome is it gives you an app. When you get the results, you get a sign into your app, and um, I can touch on that really quick because the 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 data is really cool. So it goes. I go to my nutrition. And it has your superfoods, enjoy, minimize, or avoid, right? So when I got this, um, I was really bloated all the time. I eat healthy. I eat 90% organic, whole foods. Um, And so when I got this, I was like, holy shit. Um, My avoid list was arugula, beets, celery, cucumbers, sprouted wheat bread, tomatoes, and watercress. So that would be chips and salsa that I was consuming and arugula, which, you know, in my salads, and it was just like, all right. But what I love about it is if I click on arugula, it gives you a description based on your microbiome, that it contains nitrates that your microbiome can potentially change into more readily absorbed or harmful form. So my biome isn't liking nitrates right now. So, overconsumption, or for whatever reason, it isn't liking nitrates, right? So, that is tomatoes, cucumbers, right? It was just like, oh my gosh, this, right? As soon as I cut that out within a week, the bloating was better. Um, I noticed that my clothes were fitting better. I wasn't losing weight, but the water retention was going down, right? My body wasn't swollen. The inflammation was going down. Um, Wheat bread was interesting. Um, Viome doesn't like anybody eating bread, but I will say that I've done several tests and uh, gluten has always come back okay for me, right? So this is another reason why we're talking about this tonight. Not all people need to be gluten-free. Not all people need to cut out dairy. Not all people need to cut out, um, tomatoes, right? So every individual is so different. Our DNA is so different and food affects us so differently. And so that's what I truly love about testing is you get what is right for your body. Um, the GI map test, I also did, um, with biome just to see how, the results, um, if they mimicked them, you do need to go to a practitioner for the GI map test. It's very expensive and it's not a fun collection. So it's, uh, it is stool as well. And there's more than what you need than, from Viome. However, it's very good information. So if you have a holistic or, um, a practitioner that does GI map testing, that's always a fun test to do as well. But there's also came back to stay away from gluten. So I've done that. And it's amazing. Um, six months. I told my practitioner, you know, this is what I've done for 15 years, I know what if I were to glow, completely gluten-free and I became in contact with it at a restaurant at a birthday party or something else that I would be in excruciating pain. So I told her, I refused to go completely gluten-free. Um, that just, just only because of my knowledge, but, um, I did it for 30 days because that's what I do. I believe in that. But however, I'll just say that after the 30 days, I started implementing wheat back in once a week. Like I said, that was only because I don't want to become intolerant that when we go out to a restaurant or if I have that piece of birthday cake that I am not doubling over in excruciating pain. So that's good information to know too. Um, Testing, right? Just went over that. It can be costly, but you're going to get the answers that are perfect for you right going to be directed to you to your body at the cellular level black and white this is what you do you eliminate you know they, they guide you they tell you um legal disclaimer that i am with biome so if you order and you've clicked on one of my links i do get um paid from that but i am not affiliated with EveryWell. And like I said before, if this is new to you, I suggest you start with every well, right? Start with the food sensitivity test, clear those out in six months, right? That's what they're going to recommend for your avoids is six months to a year, depending on how bad they are, but then save up and get the Viome test and then see, you know, how that goes. You have to retest every six months. Why? Because our body is changing. Like I said, we're ingesting um, microbiomes every day. They're different, they're good and they're bad. We go to Mexico, we pick up a bug, right? It changes our gut flora. So you need to retest every six months because we become sensitive to foods that we didn't used to be for whatever reason, right? Our bodies are so sensitive. So it's so important to know that this is not a one and done. You will need to retest. And I suggest you do it every six months. So that is testing. Can't do it. Can't afford it. I understand. Right. So now we're going to go into listening to your gut. Right. Listen to your gut with the top health goals. Right. 2023's top goals, when I looked at it, was improved sleep, fitness goals, losing weight, less stress. Right. With a mindful elimination, you can actually get all of that. All of those goals will be so much better when you start eliminating the foods that are causing your you discomfort um, because our body is performing optimally, right? We're more cognitive. We have less stress. We have more energy and we want to get shit done. So when you feel better, you want to do better and you, you're you more apt to reach your health and fitness goals. Um It's interesting that in the past three months, I've had probably four or five people reach out to me, right? So what correlation is that? Christmas, Thanksgiving, right? I've had people reach out to me with RA, which is rheumatoid arthritis or inflammation. And what do I do? I'm miserable. My hands hurt. My joints hurt, right? So that means pretty much can tell me that they overindulged at Thanksgiving and Christmas and they're still on that track. Right. So, um, I thought it was perfect time to share with you guys, um, a crash course on my eight week mindful elimination. Like I said earlier, it's transformed so many clients, um, lives when they run this program, it's not easy, right? Um, it's hard because we're second guessing what to cut out, um, like the test give you exactly what to cut out for you. This crash course, I basically give you four, um, that are the most common, right? So I believe that everybody, all of our bodies need a rest from toxins and foods and even healthy foods, right? We're creating intolerances. We're creating sensitivities every single day by overindulging, overstimulating stress. Um, And it's, it's, our bodies are sensitive. It's amazing how we become intolerant to something that we weren't last year, that we weren't last week, that we weren't last month. I mean, it's our bodies are little sensitive creatures, but yet they're not. They're stoic. So we just have to be mindful in what it's saying and touching on food allergies and intolerance for sensitivities is an allergy is life-threatening, right? You get the anaphylactic shock. You are, um, you're getting hives, you're, you know, your chest, your throat is constricting, right? Probably going to be calling 911 if you feel a food allergy, but a sensitivity and an allergy can also be mimicked. Um, they can both cause nausea, stomach pain, diarrhea, vomiting, um, It's interesting that according to the British Allergy Foundation, food sensitivities and intolerances are by far more common than food allergies. Um, And that is being that neither, you know, involves the immune system, right? So when food irritates your stomach or your body and you can't digest it properly, that's an intolerance. If a food intolerance or sensitivity, it happens about a half hour to an hour after consumption. But what is really crazy is that it can take up to 48 hours to appear. So the most, that four hour, right, hour is we're sitting in a restaurant, we ate something, your abdomen gets extended, you have to unbutton your pants. That is a food intolerance, food sensitivity, right? not an allergy, an allergy would be throat constricting. You can't breathe calling nine one one. So that's the difference in the food sensitivities. Um, they happen for a reason, right? Our body has become sensitive to that substance for some reason. Maybe you don't have the adequate enzymes to digest certain foods, or maybe you have a reaction to additives and preservatives like sulfites me right the tomatoes the cucumbers the arugula msg i can't believe that this is even legal um that it's still out there it's you know so many people have reactions to msg um i first realized it when years ago we would go to sizzler and driving home which is a 30 mile drive I would barely make it right. It was like, holy shit, the stomach was rumbling, gurgitating. It was just doing crazy things. And I literally felt like I was gonna shit my pants. I'm like, I don't know if we're gonna make it home, but you know, you're squeezing butt cheeks, right? It's that is something that is right until I figured it out. Every time we ate a at Sizzler, this happened. And it was like, I'm this is MSG. I guarantee it. It was always the salad. I could pinpoint to exactly what it was. I would eat certain foods that not necessarily had, had it, but even restaurants that, you know, you think are really nice are putting MSG in their food. And if you are having to rush to the bathroom after consuming something in a restaurant with major diarrhea, it's probably more than likely MSG. But, um, yeah, but you can also be intolerant to, uh, so many things, right? Like artificial colors, right? So that's another reaction to a preservative, a food dye. Um, you could sensitivities to caffeine and other chemicals, right? Sweeteners, um, uh, sugars, right? Naturally found in certain foods like onions, broccoli, or Brussels sprouts. So that's another common, those sugars aren't being broken down, right? So that's why enzymes help you, but you, you can feel it immediately. Like if you eat the broccoli or something, you, you get gassy, you get bloated, right? Your body is saying, I can't break this down. I need help. So one thing I love is DGL. Let me try to get that out of the, right? This can save you, keep it in your purse. Um, this can save you from a food intolerance immediately um, because dgl increases the production the production of protective mucus and it pr- it does it fast so if you're having an intolerance you pop one or two one if it's uh this is not feeling good two if this is like holy shit this is not good that dgl goes to work and within literally 20 minutes that mucus is doing its work and it's protecting and it's right even faster than antacids, which not going to go there, but bad for you, bad for you. Antacids are so bad. Um, but you're going to get symptoms like gas and cramps and bloating, constipation, nausea, right? Diarrhea, DGL, heartburn, right? God, my husband used to get heartburn so bad. Um, when you drink orange juice beer, we would go out as heartburn, till he cleaned up his diet he doesn't even get heartburn anymore but if that happens once in a while it still happens with him apple cider vinegar okay tablespoon of apple cider vinegar diluted 50 50 with water down the hatch kills the heartburn and within minutes the heartburn is gone so my take home is if you're popping antacids stop there, do your research on those. It's not good. It's not good at all. The inf- the data they're coming out and the research is coming out with what antacids do. So, headaches, right? This is a really big one with caffeine, um, irritability, nervousness, right? So, if you're getting those um, symptoms after having caffeine, okay, your body's saying I don't like this. I feel nervous. I feel irritable. I'm getting a headache. But that could be with any substance. So that is sensitivities. A food allergy happens when it goes to your immune system, right? That something in the food is harmful and it attacks it. Okay. That is going to cause something where you're running for the Benadryl quick. You have a rash, hives, itchy skin, you shortness of breath, you're wheezing, you're dizzy, you chest pain, right? So that's either where 911 is getting involved or you're running to the drugstore to get Benadryl. Funny, funny is um, super healthy health kick. This is when I used to demonize food, but uh, we were taking bee pollen and I was tablespoon in my oatmeal in the morning and lathering that up and just bee pollen and everything, um, trying to go after the, you know, allergies and my daughter and I were doing it and we felt really good. So I told my son, I was like, oh, my God, you've got to do bee pollen. And he's like, really? How much? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, we do a tablespoon and um, foolish, didn't research it. And um, so he calls and he's like, I don't know what's happening, but my throat's constricted. I, I have a rash down my body. I mean, he had hives. He was hitch. If you guys have seen that movie, he was hitch." uh, Karina had to run over, take him to the ER and, uh, whoopsie daisies. He was allergic to bee pollen. So, um, that's a food allergy, right? You're going to know immediately if it's an allergy and, um, yeah, that that's my funny allergy story. It's not funny. Could, could have been serious, right? Bee pollen come to find out he's allergic to bee pollen. Uh, it was a shit show. So, You want to work with your body, right? You don't want to work against it. When we abuse and we overindulge daily on weekend binges, true health lifestyle consequences arise. It's going to happen. If you're in your twenties and your thirties, you're, you're lucky, right? You're playing with fire. It's going to catch up. You're going to start getting high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you're going to get type two diabetes, you're going to get obesity. Um, you're, if you're pounding down the alcohol, right. Chronic liver disease, cirrhosis, um, we are talking heart disease, stroke, cancer, all of these can be lifestyle diseases that you can change when you change what you're sensitive to and you cut that out, right? That's why everybody is so different foods even healthy foods can cause you inflammation and wreak havoc on your immune systems and um, create lifestyle disease. So the interesting thing is it takes hours, days, and weeks, and sometimes even months, uh, gluten um, specifically, that to clear this out of your system, right? So you're not just cleansing your colon, you're actually cleansing your body at the cellular level, right? We talked about it, our DNA, our cells, it's all so fragile. And when we take on those substances, we have to clean those out, we have to purge them, right? So um, it takes 21 days, sometimes 30 days. Like I said, with gluten, it can take up to, um, I'll cite that in a minute when we get to wheat, but um, I say 21 days, because it's just easy for people and you get a really good judge. Um, a lot of the people will say 30 days, I believe, um, every well does a 30 day elimination. Um, and, but I do 21. Okay. I've had great results with 21 day eliminations. So I'm here to tell you, I've chosen four food groups and one elective. And that is because These are the most common culprits for inflammation and food sensitivities. Um, I suggest picking one, right? If you want to go balls to the wall and you want to do all of them, the um, reintroduction is just harder. So if you've never done a food elimination, pick one. If you're seasoned and you want to go for it, do them all. I'll talk to you about reintroducing. So we're eliminating for 21 days um and what we're going to start with is alcohol so alcohol because it wreaks havoc on our intestinal immune systems and our gut functions um because alcohol is processed in your intestines and it causes inflammation throughout the body and it it the inflammation is ra it is um, swollen hands, swollen joints, right? When you're over consuming alcohol, it wreaks havoc on our immune system. Um, a drink once in a while will not wreak havoc on your system, but you could have an intolerance to alcohol, right? I have it for wine. I specifically us wines. When I drink them, I get a horrible headache. One glass of wine from us will knock me on my ass with a headache. I can drink European wine. I could drink a bottle with my daughter and I feel perfectly fine. So, right. What would that be? What are we putting in our wine that they're not doing over in Europe? What are we spraying our crops with? What are we doing differently that they're not doing there? Do your research. It's very interesting. Same thing with their wheat and their pastas over there, right? You can eat pasta over there and you won't get bloated and you don't have the side effects that we do when we consume Foods from the United States, right? GMOs, all of that stuff is not in Europe. It's here in the United States. Research it. Very interesting. But overindulging in alcohol causes more damage to your gut than you think, right? So that is where the inflammation is going to come. That's where the joint pain comes in, right? And it just doesn't feel good when we wake up with a headache. Um, our stomach doesn't feel right. Okay. But More specifically, it's our immune system. And that is what we are here to protect, right? So if you're fighting rheumatoid arthritis or any other inflammatory marker diseases, it's so important to cut alcohol out first and foremost. And 21 days or 30 days, cut it out, period. No excuses, just cut out the alcohol. Sugar, sugar is right up there with alcohol. The number one inflammation causing food group is sugar. It's the most challenging to eliminate besides alcohol. If you are, um, I'm not going to say addicted to alcohol, but if you are used to drinking alcohol more than a few times a week, it's going to be hard to cut out alcohol and sugar, right? So, but these two are the most rewarding because it's guaranteed going to bring your inflammation markers down immediately. Um, sugar is hard, because it's found in almost every food item that's packaged, right? They use it to make it taste great. They conceal it under 57 different names. So you can pull those up on Google. Um, The different names of sugar, you'll get a huge list. Um, You're gonna have to look for those ingredients on the back of the label under ingredients, right? You're gonna see all of them, right? they're going to be amazing what their name. Cause you're like, that doesn't even right. They're not just saying sugar because they know that people are getting smart and savvy. So like I said, 57 names, there could be more. Um, but there's a lot of them. So it's best to just say cut out packaged food because it's hidden. If you don't know what that word is, don't eat it. So during the 21 day elimination, you can go for sugar alternatives, right? We can do stevia monk fruit, fresh fruit. Okay. No canned fruit, no dried fruit, no fruit juices, because during the elimination, those have the highest sugar content. Okay. So if your craving gets out of hand for sugar, which it does, and the side effects can be really, really bad because it is an addiction. And I've had clients, it's been bad. Um I recommend that you take the fulvic ionic minerals. Okay. If you want that information, drop it in, um, put it in the notes right now, or send me a DM on Instagram, and I will send you the link to the fulvic ionic minerals that will help with the cravings. Okay. Um, the nice thing is that sugar does not stay in your system as long as the other substances. Um, so the 21 day of uh, elimination, um, It's purged from your system, but you crave it. And it's like I said, I'm not going to lie. It's a bitch to cut out sugar. Um, it's so addictive, but I just want you to make sure that if you're having side effects, make sure that you're eating several times a day, right? You want to keep your blood sugar levels up. You want to snack on, um, hard boiled eggs, lean meats, right? Drink lots of water. You want to stabilize those blood sugar levels. So you don't crash because when you crash, that is when you're going to crave sugar the most. And that's when you're going to tear open the Girl Scout cookies and eat a Thin Mint. Okay. So keep fueling your body with healthy foods when you're detoxing from sugar. Um, like I said, um, the hard boiled eggs, um, organic cheese is good, right? Stabilizer. Um, Unsalted nuts and seeds, avocados, grass fed proteins, and vegetables. Okay. So that's going to keep those blood sugars level. Wheat. Wheat is another culprit that a lot of people have sensitivities to. um, But it's interesting that why, right? Um, Why is this all of a sudden? Why do we have intolerances to wheat? Um, Goes back to what I said about the wine. What are we doing to our crops, right? What are we? What are we spraying our crops with? What are we doing to this bread that's creating this? Okay. Um, But don't get caught up in the gluten-free packaged food craze. That's full of sugar. Um, It's a multi-billion dollar business. It's a marketing scheme that just because it says gluten-free does not mean it's healthy for you. It has so many ingredients in it and talk about food sensitivities, right? Most of it's chemicals. Um, Sugar, like I said, is going to almost always be guaranteed to be in gluten free snacks or a lot of sodium. So, um, uh, yeah, back to the gluten why is um, I'll, I'll read this really quick because I um, want to touch base on it is that recent studies are showing that there is more to blame than gluten, right? Um, That is naturally found in wheat. And their research and the data is finding what I just touched on, that it is the environmental components that we're doing to our crops, the GMOs and all of it has something to do with why in mass numbers, we are having gluten intolerances. So, um, scientists are finding that glyphosate okay, is an herbicide is to be the correlation. Um, like I said, research that on your own time. It's really interesting what they're finding out. Um, it will be interesting when you reintroduce wheat, how you feel. And I always suggest, um, going for organic sprouted bread when you reintroduce that, but I'll touch on that in a minute. Okay. Um, But, uh, let's see something else I want to quote is an interesting fact. It hangs out in the body, the longest of any other substance, right? Dr. Osborne of the gluten-free society states that it can actually take up to three to four months for gluten to be eliminated from your system. Okay. So the half-life for gluten antibodies is typically three to four months. So it takes that long for the gluten to be purged from the system, right? It's embedding itself in the colon. It's embedding itself in there. And it takes a while to to purge that. So it depends on many, many factors too, right? Such as the health of the individual and also the amount of the presence of gluten in the diet. So if you're really hitting the gluten hard, it's going to take longer for you to purge the system of that. But just know that gluten is the one that stays in our system the longest because it does embed itself into um, the lining of the colon. So like I touched on, most of the gluten-free breads all have um, sugar in them, right? So we want to concentrate on this elimination of not eating packaged foods and staying with whole um foods that don't have labels right fresh whole foods okay so now we're at dairy dairy is another one that goes back to being taken from its most natural state right pureness of it's going through pasteurization which is you know in itself heating treating the milk right taking it from its natural state the, the milk from the cows, right? It's full of pesticides, it's growth hormones, it's antibiotics, right? Far different from what our ancestors were drinking. Even I think in the 1950s is when we started processing and um, pasteurizing milk, right? So again, were our ancestors having intolerances to milk? I, I, we don't know, but it is another thing like wheat that we're seeing more and more and more. And it's also people just blanketed saying that I have an allergy to dairy or I have an intolerance to dairy, um, right? A lot of people think that you um, have acne because of dairy. It's not necessarily true, okay? It, you're individual and it may not be the dairy that's causing the acne. It could be tomatoes. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. But from an Ayurvedic standpoint, milk is the most natural state when it's in its most natural state. It provides our tissues and our emotions with nutrients that are not found in any other nutritional form. Okay. It is suggested that you drink milk warm, not cold. You can add turmeric, cinnamon, and ginger to reduce the mucus buildup if it is a problem for you. But like I said, we cut it out for 21 days because it does have so many potential side effects for so many people. Um, It can take up to two weeks to fully eliminate the milk proteins from your system. So not as long as wheat, longer than sugar and alcohol. But when you're avoiding dairy, you gotta be careful what you substitute it with? Again, read your labels. Sugar. You're gonna find sugar on a lot of the a lot of the alternatives. So almond, coconut, soy, which I do not recommend. They all have added ingredients. Number one being sugar, carrageen, guar gums, right? Binding agents that milk thickeners, right? Those can create food um, or intolerances. So read your labels, right? look for uh, milk alternatives that have just the almonds with water, or you can make your own. I know it's a pain to do, but you can do that. Um, and last last but not least, we're talking about caffeine. Um, caffeine is metabolized by the liver and reducing its intake helps support your detox. Sugar alcohol and caffeine are the hardest to eliminate because you don't have alternatives right caffeine is addictive um, if you can if you consume it regularly I never ever suggest cutting it out cold turkey you will hate me you will hate yourself you will hate everyone around you you will be miserable you will have a headache you can have a lot of, of withdrawal symptoms so I always suggest, starting with your full cup of coffee, start with three quarters coffee, a quarter water each day, right? If you're if you're slamming down multiple caffeine drinks, try cutting them back to just once a day because the caffeine once a day will um, eliminate those withdrawal symptoms because it just wants caffeine. So you will find that one a day usually will do the trick, but gradually. So You start with a quarter cup of water, three quarters coffee, day two, half a cup of coffee, a half a cup of water day three, a quarter coffee, three quarters water. Okay. So by day four or five, you will completely be off of caffeine. Um, like I said, if you still are finding symptoms and withdrawals, keep doing the quarter cup coffee, three quarters cup of water, just to give the system a little bit of caffeine, okay. Also, um, it's what we're adding to the coffee, right? So, um, it that is a whole nother realm of problems. But um, try that caffeine, right? You're not going to get the headaches, and you're not going to get it if you just slowly cut it out. Um, if you're doing canned caffeinated beverages, Red Bull, um, monster, right. Cut that shit out because it's full of a lot of other stuff that you just don't need. And during the detox, you're going to feel so much better when you're not hitting those, um, canned caffeinated beverages. What I love about the mindful elimination is, um, you start to become so much more conscious of how your body reacts when you eliminate these items, right? Like I said, you'll, you'll see the inflammation markers come down. You'll wake up in the morning and your hands won't be stiff. Your clothes will fit better. You may not necessarily lose weight. Most of my clients lose a lot of weight and that's primarily just cutting out sugar, but, um, they, they don't crave the sugar anymore. They're eating fresh fruit. They're um, eating whole foods, they're eating cheese and they're eating nuts and they're, you know, so like I said, it's, um, very entertaining to watch the body transform when you cut out simple food groups, basic food groups. Um, and it makes you so much more aware of how you feel when you reintroduce them. That's That's what's really the aha moment, right? Is you're going to have a heightened sense of awareness of how your body accepts it at the reintroduction phase. And you'll find that maybe you're not even going to bring some of it back. You might find that you don't want alcohol anymore. You don't want sugar anymore. And those are just going to be treats that you have every once in a while. Like I said, I used to always demonize foods. Um, 10 years ago when I was coaching my clients, oh man, I was, I was on one demonizing food, Um, demonizing, um, a lot of stuff and, um, learning the hard way that, you know, just sets us all up for failure when you can't go to the birthday and have birthday cake, or, you know, you're, you're having, you're missing out socially because you're eating so clean and healthy. And when we would go, we would be miserable and we would be in pain and, This is when I was introduced to the DGL actually is, you know, prepping for a fitness competition that I I never did, but I was entertaining my daughter and, uh, we were, uh, she was doing it and I said, I'm going to do this too. I'll look like I I'm in a fitness competition, but I had no interest in going on stage, but that's how we were introduced to the DGL is, you know, we would go to a birthday party or something and my God, it was unbearable pain and bloating. And it's because we had cut it out and we were restricting our body so much that when we would have just a little bit, we we were almost like an allergy, right? It, It was so severe that I was like, we will never do that again. I will never demonize food. I will enjoy my life and it will be in moderation. But The elimination diet for 21 days, that's why I said 21 is it's easy, it's three weeks. And you slowly reintroduce each food and substance back in over a three day period. And you really need to pay attention to what your body is saying and what shows up for you during this phase, right? If you get the headaches, the skin rash, the acne, right? Okay, I can't have that maybe it's now you need to cut it out for six months. Okay. So if it's an immediate reaction, maybe it's one of those foods that you need to avoid for a longer period of time. Like I said, every well comes back and it has, you know, you'll you'll see that you have your high markers and low markers and the high markers are the ones that you avoid for six months to a year. So if you're reintroducing wheat and dairy and a symptom has come up within the 72 hours, I would highly suggest you cut that out for three to six months. Okay. So when you reintroduce them back, like I said, you're going to cut them. You're going to slowly reintroduce it. So example is on day 22, right? So you cut out wheat. We're going to go with you cut out wheat. So on day 22, you're going to have reintroduce a sprouted, organic bread, right? Maybe some t- or a toast with your eggs um, and an organic sprouted tortilla at lunch. And then for dinner, maybe you'll have spaghetti with a organic or preferably even a, a noodle that's from Italy. You can find those at Sprouts and Whole Foods, right? Imported from Italy. Try that Don't go to Safeway and buy the cheap spaghetti. Try reintroducing a good quality pasta from Italy. Um, Track how you feel during the day and continue monitoring your symptoms. Like I just mentioned for day 23 and 24. Okay. So you're eating it on day 22, monitoring for symptoms on day 23 and 24. You're not going to have wheat. On day 23 and 24, you're going to journal symptoms. Do my hands feel tight, swollen? Am I getting headaches? Am I feeling bloated, right? Journal that, it's easier for you to keep track. Okay, if you don't notice any serious reactions, continue to add in a new form of wheat on day 25. Again, very important that you're not eating wheat on day 23 and 24, no side effects. Let's add in another form of wheat on day 25. That could be a whole grain cereal. Okay. Or something else that, um, I'm drawing a blank, right. But it it could be something else that I'd prefer it not to be a, a boxed cereal, but another form of wheat, like an English muffin. Okay. Monitor. Okay. You're getting one more day of that, right? introducing the wheat, monitor it on day 26 and 27. This is the only way to test if the body is going to have a reaction being that it can take up to 48 hours to occur. Okay. That's the food sensitivity, 48 hours. You're going to continue this process until there are no symptoms. And then if you don't have symptoms, you know, you're free to eat the pasta, but just keep in mind that if you bought the pasta from Whole Foods and it's imported from Italy and you went to a restaurant, you guys went to Olive Garden and you had pasta and you got bloated, keep in mind what I said. may not necessarily be the wheat per se, but what is going on with the production of where our wheat is being grown. So it might be that you can't enjoy pasta at a restaurant, but you can have it at home with... Um, pasta that's imported from Italy. There's a lot of great restaurants too, um, that import their noodles or they're making them fresh there. Okay. So from Italian, um, wheat sources, you may also find during this program that you choose to not reintroduce. Like I said, you know, you're, you might find that I, I just don't want to go back to coffee. I feel so much better. I have clarity. I, I didn't like how I felt on coffee. Caffeine is one that I play with a lot. I, I can only drink very limited um amounts of coffee. So I just don't like the way I feel on it, but anyway, um play with that, okay? Throughout the process you need to be honest with yourself, be kind, be loving, non-judgmental, non-critical. You know, um it's so important to be kind and loving to yourself this will be the time for forgiving and letting go. Okay. We're, we're releasing stuff from our body. We're purging. Um, It's a great time. If you want to do the guided inner self-confidence meditation that's on the blog, right. Or there's a breathing exercise on the blog as well that are really good to incorporate during the elimination. Um, Drink lots of water. Like I said, make sure you're eating Healthy proteins, nuts. Okay. Um, if you didn't cut out the dairy, organic raw cheese is the way to go. It's less processed um, and it won't have all of that stuff in it. Okay. Um, but if you're one of those people that contacted me and reached out about rheumatoid arthritis and inflammation, I suggest tomorrow you cut out all nightshades. Um, that you can do as your elimination, right? You could forget the wheat, the dairy and everything. I would cut out alcohol and nightshades. Okay. Because those are known, known markers for inflammation and arthritis pain. So what are nightshades? You could do a quick Google search. So you'll have that, um, to mark down, but it's tomatoes, white potatoes, eggplants, okra, um, peppers, bell peppers, all of your peppers family, right? Um, tomatillos, gooseberries, ground cherries, um, tobacco, paprika, cayenne pepper, um, ashwagandha that is found in a lot of healthy supplements. Okay. Um, blueberries, goji berries and huckleberries. They're not nightshades, but they do have um, alkaloids similar to nightshades. So I would cut those out too. Okay. And it's interesting that the nightshades is a really easy elimination diet because you can find um, a lot of stuff to fill in, right? Tomatoes is hard if you love Mexican food and chips and salsa, but um, you can always find something else that doesn't have that. So like I said, the the nightshades for rheumatoid arthritis and inflammation. Okay. Again, read labels, right? What we're looking for is potato starch, right? That's used as thickeners, um, or a filler we're, uh, including medications. It's in your medications, right? Baking powder, um, even envelope glue, it contains potato starch crazy enough. So I just wanted, to, you know, tell you guys that that is, the main things to cut out for a 21 day elimination. See how you feel. I'm excited to see how you feel. Um, I'd love feedback. Drop me some um, direct messages at Instagram. Um, I have some comments come in. Um, Sorry guys, we'll we'll, we'll double back. But um, yeah, my dog always barks at people with hats and hoodies. Right. Listen to him. Right. If someone is coming to your door and they have, if your dog is going nuts, yeah, wave to them and say, "Put the box down." I don't know. Listen to your dog. Um, my mom always makes me feel insecure about not wearing makeup. Um. Okay. Join me next week on let's set some healthy boundaries around that. Right. Let's do that. Let's do some work. I'm excited to see what comes up there. I'd love to see you live. Maybe we can tap into that and um, we can dive a little deeper into that. Um, Another is I have ADHD and I was told it could be food dye. Yes, absolutely. Food dyes and um, sugar alternatives are known markers for um, wreaking havoc on ADHD and um, other problems um yep you can do some research on that there's a lot of data and research coming out um yes she says i always get a headache after drinking coffee a racing heart yep i agree coffee is like i said coffee is it for me cut it out cut it out for 21 days maybe that's the one that you're going to go with right coffee uh wine headache after only one glass yep I, yep. That's what I said for me too. It's true. I think, um, eliminate it for 21 days and then go back to European wines, New Zealand wines, Australian wines, um, anything that came from Italy, uh, reintroduce with that, see how you feel. I guarantee it's going to be a difference, um, unless it's an alcohol sensitivity in general. Um, can we have sugar when cutting can we have honey? I'm sorry. When we cut out sugar. Um, no, cut it out for 21 days. If you need honey, not necessarily need, but if you are desiring a sweet honey is okay in moderation. Okay. So during the 21 day elimination, I would say cut out all sugars. Um, I say monk fruit is allowed. So honey would fall into that category. Honey has many, many health benefits, but, um, once a week, tablespoon. Okay. Try that. Dairy makes me break out again. Okay. So like I said, it may not necessarily be the dairy. Okay. Um, let's test it, cut the dairy out for the 21 days, see how well you do and, um, reintroduce raw organic cheese or raw organic milk, That's hard to find, but you can find it from your local farmer and see if you break out over that reintroduction phase. Okay, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for chiming in and thank you for being here live and on the replay. I greatly appreciate it. It's hard to believe we've been doing this at almost a month. Um, I hope to see you next week when we talk about setting those healthy boundaries. Enjoy the rest of your night. Good night. If you liked this session today, be sure to register to join us live in the moment for an updated schedule of events and upcoming guests. Be sure to head over to JanineRotter.com and check out the events page or find me on my Instagram at my handle in the moment underscore live. I can't wait to see you in the moment.